Broadcasting from the heart of commie-controlled America, the no-bullshit bear of doom and gloom, opium-free broadcast, the most important hour of your day. Today our entire nation pauses to remember Pearl Harbor and the brave warriors who on that day stood tall and fought for America. As I signed the proclamation making this National Pearl Harbor Remembrance Day, I ask that God continue to bless and watch over each of you as very, very special people to our country. And God is watching over you, and we appreciate it. Thank you. Our surviving World War II veterans are a precious national treasure. In the weeks and months that took place after the surprise attack, and that was a vicious surprise attack, millions of American patriots like these men answered the same call and went to war. They fought, they bled, they sacrificed, and they triumphed. Many died to defend America against our enemies and to defeat the enemies of all humanity. The legacy of that legendary American generation is carved deep into the stone monuments of history. Across the battlefields, oceans, and harrowing skies of Europe and the Pacific throughout the war, one great battle cry could be heard by American friends and foes alike. Remember Pearl Harbor. And that's absolutely right. We remember Pearl Harbor. So interesting to to look at that and see this anniversary. 81 years ago today, 2,403 brave Americans were killed. 1,178 were wounded in the attack at Pearl Harbor. And, you know, it's sad to think about because our government let that happen. All the way back then, they knew it was coming. The intelligence said it was coming, and they let it happen. And they even, I mean, they were sitting ducks at that time, but, you know, that got America into the war effort, and that stopped the Japanese incursion. They made it as far as the West Coast of the United States, some airplanes uh, and naval ships, and we had uh, Point Loma over there, had various different air defense systems out there. I was stationed in San Diego uh, most of my career in the Navy. By the way, December 7th. Does anybody know my anniversary for December 7th? What that anniversary is for me? No, dude. What is it? 21 years ago today. 21 years ago today. I graduated from boot camp. Oh, wow, dude. Good <laughs> yeah. for you. Congratulations. On the anniversary of Pearl Harbor. I, I, I graduated wow. from boot camp. That's yeah. pretty special. It's pretty cool that I can remember that day. Um, but 21 years ago, I would have retired last year. Oh, my God. Uh, but I got out about uh, about 11 years ago. And, uh, yeah, well, that's life. That happens, and it's okay. And I did my time. I did my service. But my oath never ends. And, you know, my yeah. next-door neighbor is a Vietnam veteran, and he mentioned the other day, like, yeah, I only did two years, and I'm out, but my oath never ends. And I, I love that. Love hearing that. I love hearing that. And I'm sure that those Pearl Harbor 
veterans and uh, the men and women who died and gave their lives uh, throughout that battle in the Pacific, as well as those uh, uh, survivors throughout their lives, looked back and said that they would do it all over again to protect the United States of America. And some gave, you know, some gave all. Many gave all. And that's something that we have to understand is that throughout history, during the times of great peril, men and women have rose to the occasion to fight for what's good, to fight for freedom, to fight for justice. And we have to understand that that is no different than the time we're living in now. So we'll go ahead and start this off. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. My name is Josh. That's Vince Tagliavia. This is the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose. This is where we are live with you Monday through Thursday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 7.30 p.m. Central, 5.30 Pacific. And this is where we bring you the unfolding global conspiracy. And a conspiracy it is. If you don't think there's a conspiracy going on right now uh, against humanity, then you're just not simply paying attention. And I mean, there's, there's tons of people out there like, you need mental help. Are you on pills? Like, you're crazy. <laughs> Just it, red pills. Yeah, but you want to know what? <laughs> Go ahead and think what you want to think because I know what I know. And that's the beautiful thing about yeah. this. And I have to reiterate this from time to time. And I think it's most important now because... We're going to go over some news. We're going to go over some stuff. But, you know, the topic mm -hmm. of tonight's conversation is kind of something I've been thinking about the last few days. What's this? Well, we've been thinking about the jackpot, the firestorm event, right? And how they're going yeah. after energy, infrastructure, supply chain, food supply, water, um, social and cultural destabilization, political destabilization, potential economic, global economic and financial collapse, and then World War Three, right? Right. The whole shebang. Did, did you know there's actually one thing missing from that? What's the what? There's one thing missing from all of that. And here's the thing is there's multiple battlefields right now in the world. Okay. I could see this. Yeah. Okay. All of those battlefields that we just talked about are controlled by one system that sits above them. What? There's one system above that the globalists, the elitists are losing the war in. And this is why since 2016 to present date, when Donald Trump came in in 2017, Q arrived on the scene. Okay. That we have been led down this pathway of breadcrumbs, led down this road to understanding of what needed to be done. Do you know what this battlefield is? Is it uh, information? It's information. It's information warfare. And see, if you look at it, information warfare was the one key that the globalists had needed to secure in order to win this war. If they, had yeah. contr if they controlled information right now, we would be done. It would be over. The guns would already be gone. We would already be in camps. It would be over. But see, that's the thing. Yeah. Is we took over the idea of information. We took over the landscape of information. There was a transition happening between 2015 to 2017 with information. People were less and less going to their cable TV, going to their television or their phone and watching the mainstream media. They were no longer going out there and watching 30 minute news shows 
or watching an hour show on 60 Minutes or CNN. Instead, what they were doing was watching two to three minute clips on YouTube, on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. And there was a transitional shift occurring within the information spectrum. During that same time, this mysterious figure on the internet queue, whether, whether you, you think it's a left-wing psyop, a globalist psyop, a British psyop, I don't care what you think it is. It doesn't matter. If Q is just some dude in his mom's basement eating chicken wings, smelling his fart, trolling people on the internet, okay? Whoever or whatever that is that did that woke up hundreds of millions of people globally by basically putting out public information and telling people to connect the dots and bringing about a level of hope and targeting various ideologies. I'm not going to say that they didn't utilize psychological warfare tactics because they did. But here's the thing. Sure. We're here right now because of that. 90% of the podcasters out there right now putting all this information are out there because of Q. Even the ones that don't talk about it, even the ones that don't reference it are out there because of Q. Q came about and took hijacked the idea of information and said, look, information is now about social media posts. It's all about memes. It's about two to three minute clips. Get out there and start creating content. Get out there and overwhelm their artificial intelligence systems to hijack the information. Why? Because that builds a following. Then that following goes, we want more. Then people go to YouTube. They go to Facebook. They go to Twitter. They go to Restream. They go to rumble and they create a channel and they start talking about what they feel, what they think, what they're seeing, what they understand, what they know. And do yeah. some people come out and grift and, and lie and, and maybe deceive people? Yeah. But you know yeah, what? And there's just naturally dumb people in a bunch. Right. Too. And there's naturally dumb people. And, and they have the right okay. to go and have a conversation and make their own channels and do that. That's right. It's cool. I've been very outspoken about people who come out and put out bullshit. Guess what? If that's where you want to choose to go, Fine, that's great. But don't be surprised when you come to me with that theory and I'm going to be like, well, hold on a second here. Boom, 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 right? Yeah. And then people yell at me because they wow. don't want their paradigm room. And that's okay. What people need to do is people need to understand the first rule of information warfare that we have developed into our motto here at the Red Pill Project. Never believe anything anybody tells you, no matter who they are, what authority they possess or profess, unless you can prove it with your own research, your own investigation, through your own volition, through your own experiences, period. You have to have that filter mechanism up in your mind around all of your senses as your natural defense system. We were, me and David yeah. were talking about this earlier on the Earth Chronicles. Which was fantastic, by the way. Congratulations it was. on your it was premiere. A, it was a fun time. It was a great, a really active chat, too. And I saw a I lot know. of you guys out there, so thank so you so much fun. for joining but we were talking about this is that your DNA, which Q came out and said protect, is like a modem. You know, that thing that you plug into the wall that the internet comes through, it's a modulator, demodulator. It, it decodes and encrypts the signals that come in and out of your, of your, of your house. Right. Well, think about your DNA is the same thing. Well, how do you protect that data? The conscious mind, being conscious of the information that you're bringing into your mind, into your body, 
all your physical senses. And this is what we've really learned. And, and this ability that we've brought upon ourselves, being responsible for the content and the information that we bring into our mental physiological, psychological, mental, spiritual systems. Being responsible for that information has allowed us to take the upper edge in this war. It, it doesn't matter right now. They, they can begin the implementation of all of this stuff. Guess what? We have won the information war. We have woken up a critical mass of people globally. Here's the thing, is the more and the more they progress, the faster and the faster we call them out for their bullshit. Have you noticed this lately? Yeah, it's like they're definitely rolling a ball up a hill yeah. in that regard. If this was 2017, the actions of the World Economic Forum would have been delayed two weeks to the actual news. Two weeks. People would be like, oh my God, look, I just found this article about this and this is what they're saying. People weren't put in together. What we've done is in this six years, we've built a foundation of knowledge, of information, of how this all works and operates, of how they operate, what their playbook specifically is and is yeah. where it's going. And now we can go back, reference that, bring that out and go, boom, this is what they're doing. Hey, look, this is what they're got. This is what they got going on. This is what they're doing. We, we go to all these other channels. We listen to other podcasts. We listen to other hosts and we say, oh my God, I didn't get that. And you take that little piece and you put it into your piece of the puzzle and you go, oh my God, it fits. Look at this. Now see how they're wrapping this up and bring this up. This is what they're going to do. So if we look at all the the domains of warfare that are occurring right now, so socioeconomic, sociocultural, sociopolitical, um, you have economic, you know the 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 Wall Streets around the world, the Nasdaqs, right? You have criminality running rampant within the cities. I went and got my hair cut today. Mm -hmm. And I, I go to great clips. I, I don't really care who cuts my hair. As long I've only had, you know, I've maybe had a few hundred haircuts and maybe two of them get messed up. So I'm okay with that. But I go in there and it's all ladies in there and I sit down to get my haircut. And uh, <laughs> she's like, you'd be a great, a great reality TV show. Yeah. Uh, topic, I think. Yeah. Oh, God, it's fun. Follow you with cameras to the barber. Just watch you dish out a red pill. What happened? Well, I, I she goes, you're not from here, are you? I go, no, I, I, I just moved here from Colorado. <laughs> she goes, oh, how is it there? I go, a lot warmer. She goes, yeah, but isn't that like a, a bad place? <laughs> and I go, do you mean like the, the city? She goes, yeah, like I heard there's a lot of things happening there. And I'm like, well, you mean like liberal policies? And she goes, yeah, oh, I can't stand it. I go, oh, yeah, it's bad. And he goes, that's why we moved out here to a, a conservative town. And she's like, oh, thank God. And like she was so happy to have someone to talk to. And she went out there and just started talking to me about all the problems that are happening in the world and how she's so afraid and scared. But she's oh. happy that she lives in a small community. Wow. And it goes back to what we talked about last night. That these small, compact, tight-knit communities are going to save themselves. That they're going to protect themselves. That as long as these people are well-informed, they will have the knowledge base to know what's coming, to know what happens. To know how to, to defend know themselves. To, to know what to do. And see, we see this battle unfolding. We see what the globalists are doing, how they're orchestrating. The hidden hand 
operating behind the scenes. We know potentially what they're going to do next. And let them do it. Because when it comes to that point of vulnerability, that point of chaotic collapse where the world has fallen to its knees, the global economic collapse happens, they're ushering the world into global warfare, Mm -hmm. just say no. I'm not going to war. I'm a veteran. They're going to call me back first. I'm not going. Not happening. No, not happening. I know better this time around. And I guarantee there's millions of veterans in this country that feel the same way. And there's millions upon millions of people that would be drafted that feel the same way. That would say, no, we're not going. We're not fighting another globalist war. Globalist war is key here. I think if it was a different scenario, then it would be a different scenario Mm -hmm. altogether. But yeah, you're absolutely right. So what else do we have here? So when we start looking at all these various domains, we know what they're going to do. But as long as we control the information domain, which we do, they do not. This is why they're infiltrating our movements is because they want to control the narrative, but they can't. And so when I go on the Twitter and I'm getting like, you're crazy. You need psychiatric help or whatever. Listen, dude, you know what comment I got that on? What? Uh, David DePape, the Paul Pelosi attacker. Some yeah, yeah, dude yeah. with 100,000 followers is like, oh, you know, so. this is a right-wing maniac who attacked the Speaker of the House's husband. I said, no, he wasn't. He, he lived in a hippie commune with LGBTQ flags. He had a pedophilic girlfriend. He was a drug addict and a freaking gay prostitute. What are you talking about? And they're like, you need help. You, you, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. So I go and post the articles. I go and post the, the references. Yeah. That up until a week ago, he was a lefty. This is what his neighbors were saying. Up until a week ago, this guy was a lefty. All of a sudden, we see these blogs come out the day of it. Yeah, they're post-dated <laughs> back in June, but they were posted on that day. Bizarre, dude. Well, it's Cognitive a psyop. dissonance, the psyop. Yeah, yeah, and I think a part of what goes into this and how we keep up, keep this up and have an actual resistance to this immoral world order that seems to run off of criminality that they're trying to push through is really, I think we need to take responsibility for ourselves and understand that you are responsible for yourself and you have every right to say no to whatever you want to say no to. And you should be living your life the best way you can healthily, you know, with your family, learning the things that are true and good to learn. And from that point, being disciplined for yourself and uh i think it spreads okay it spreads to your family it spreads to your community and uh don't be coerced into the bogus stuff well how about this everybody yeah. is indoctrinated into the system at some level sure okay yeah can and really you can find that. this everybody has their point of vulnerability mm. whether it's a massive pandemic whether it's the threat of nuclear war Whatever it might be. Everybody has that point of vulnerability and they know that. But here's the thing is if they're human, which I believe this upper hand that is kind of guiding all this, at least on that surface level, are human. Okay. Okay. They have the same vulnerabilities. They have the same weaknesses. You know, uh, the art of war. That's what this book was about. It was about mental and psychological warfare. It was understanding that your enemy 
has the same vulnerabilities that you do. You just need to find them, locate them, and exploit them. And so when we start looking at what's happening in this world, we have to understand that in a dark alley or behind a closed door, you've all know a Harari is nothing more than a little bitch pussy. True, dude. Right? <laughs> he would probably shiver up in the corner and put his hands over his head and say, don't hit me. Yeah, yeah, he's probably, yeah. He would probably I, I, piss his pants in, in the eyes of someone who wants to kick his ass. That Klaus Schwab is a frail, bitter old man. That if you knocked him down, he'd probably break a hip. That, that he's probably moved to Canada because they have new euthanasia laws is how frail he actually is. So these people have the same vulnerabilities as everybody else. George Soros is 94 or 95 years old. How is that guy even walking and talking? It's all that adrenochrome feeding his parasite. Probably, dude. Yeah. It was funny. Did you see Joe Biden's eye the other day? I was like, no. And someone was like, what is that? And I'm like, it's the parasite. (laughs) Making sure he's alive. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That's right. Interesting. It's all about information warfare. And I'm going to show you a, a video of Dr. Peter McCullough. It's about two minutes long. But I want you to listen to this video because it has a lot to do in the pertinence to information warfare. Right on. Go ahead and get it over here. DARPA, which is the research division of the military, started a program. It's called the Adept Protect P3 Program, Pandemic Prevention Platform. Look what they proposed. They said, listen, we are going to use gene-encoded vaccines as a new category of preventive measures based on RNA or DNA. And in this approach, we will stop a pandemic within 60 days. Within 60 days, in 2012, this was started. When President Trump came out and said it's Operation Warp Speed and they're going to develop vaccines, it would have been nice if he was prepped or Anthony Fauci was prepped to say, listen, we're working on this. We've been working on this since 2012. This is not new. This isn't warp speed. This is 10 years in coming. The deception out in the open that this was rapidly developed, that there was all this stunning innovation. The contractors, Moderna got its first multi-million dollar contract in 2013. The military works on programs, both the threat, SARS-CoV-2, and work on the answer, monoclonal antibodies and vaccines. But the military has biological threat programs. There's one for smallpox, monkeypox. There's one for anthrax. uh, And who knows how many more programs. This was part of a program. But the military came up with the idea of messenger RNA vaccines, not Pfizer or Moderna, not Operation Warp Speed. It wasn't in response to what was, you know, came out of Wuhan, China. This is a military program. When it was announced by Health and Human Services, Alex Azar, in the Department of Defense, that's who entered into this, you know, ushered us into the vaccine era. The military. Emergency use authorization is a mechanism to get rapid new technology into the military. 
It's not, it's not a mechanism for the public. All right, that's Dr. Peter McCullough right there talking about the mRNA vaccine technology is nothing new. It wasn't developed under Project Warp Speed. It was developed by DARPA. And that we know that was 2012 that they developed that level of technology. What happened in 2014, the gain-of-function research done by EcoHealth Alliance at Chapel Hill, North Carolina, Peter Daszak, and then that Mm -hmm. moved over to Wuhan, China from there. Yeah. This is the thing, is if people knew about this then, the world would be a different place right now. Millions upon millions of people would not have died. Yeah, and it kind of goes back to the thing, too, of I don't think we uh, Trump could be held fully responsible for this. Knowing that, I think that it was out of his hands. I think that he said, okay, you guys are in charge of it. Go ahead and do it. I mean, what other option did he have? Well... There's a timeline of events that occurred, okay? Now, what's interesting is Donald Trump took the vaccine, apparently, okay? And I think we've seen signs of this. His slurred speech and his kind of Mm -hmm. slow slurred speech, right? Um, Remember, Donald Trump got COVID before the election. Yes. But it was in September 2019. Does anybody know what happened in September? Two events happened in September 2019. Specifically, this is a month before event 201. No, I don't expect you to know Vince. No. Okay. Number one is a level four biocontainment lab in northern Russia burned to the ground. Wow. Okay. Now, friends that I have that were in Russian military police told me is that is one of the facilities that COVID was created in. That the Russians created COVID in that facility. Fascinating. Maybe the Russians were testing COVID to find cures and develop their own vaccine because they knew that this is what the Americans Mm. were going to release or this is what the Chinese Mm. were going to release. I don't know. Could be. At the same time, almost exactly the same day, September 19th, I believe it was, 2019. Donald Trump signed an executive order. Mm-hmm. Okay. This executive order authorized the creation of various different technologies to be utilized to treat illnesses, disease, and pandemics, including mRNA technology. Wow. A month later, we had Event 201. Chapel, this was in um, John Hopkins University World mm-hmm. Economic Forum in the CDC, where they came out and they did a global scenario in the advent of a pandemic of a novel coronavirus that finally all of a sudden starts infecting human beings and an mRNA vaccine has to be rushed out of production to the world. Okay, Donald Trump signs the executive order one month, event 201. A month and a half later, you have the first known cases of COVID-19 occurring in China right outside a level four biocontainment lab. Right. Okay. Now, from that point, Donald Trump had done what with the vaccine? If we remember all through 2020, Donald Trump did never he said that we're rushing to build a vaccine operation warp speed blah 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 but what else was he also saying uv light therapy 
bleach, yeah. right? And he was he was saying, what isn't there stuff like bleach that you can kind of like put on your skin or something like that 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 kills that kind of stuff? And he was absolutely right. Then you have he said hydroxychloroquine. Ivermectin. And this is where they really started to hammer him because they're prophylactics yeah. that basically, I think it's a beta cell uptake or whatever it is that they block, but they block the uptake of the uh, the viral genome into the cell, right? Yes. But you have to have it in your system and it has to be built up in your system in order for that to happen. Um, but he was coming out with alternative therapies, and Q at the same time was talking about ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, putting that out there. But Q never said once, don't get the vaccine. Mm. Right? Never once said that they were tying it to your DNA, that protect your DNA. That was just recently. Yeah. And I, I think that mm. maybe whoever Q is or whatever Q is, they don't know everything. That some of this is unraveling for them as well. That they, they know the playbook, but they don't know all the events. Possibility. Wow. But in the timeline, Donald Trump was very, very adamant of alternative therapies, including the mono, monoclonal antibody therapy, which he utilized, that helped yeah. him. Right? And they were all talking about vaccination numbers. You know, Joe Biden said today that at the time he took office, only 5 million Americans were vaccinated against COVID. That's it, yeah, 5 million Americans. Accurate? No, yeah. I don't think that's accurate at all with what the numbers that they were throwing out at the time of the election. But what if that was the real number? What if only 5 million Americans were actually vaccinated? Oh, that'd be great. Now Joe Biden's saying it's 230 million. 230 million out of a 380 million Americans. That's that, wow. that's not good. Okay. That's a lot. That's a lot. Now, here's the thing is if Donald Trump knew their playbook, if Donald Trump understood what the globalists were doing, why'd he sign that executive order? Maybe why he was did he put the full meeting? Why did he put in Operation Warp Speed? It seems logical. It seems if logical if, if he was unaware yeah. that that was in their playbook. If you yeah, go, and I think, I think he might be quick to make that decision because a, it seems logical if you don't have all the information, and you're not a professional doctor, and you have a doctor advising you to do that. Um, then it's, I think, uh, he, he's being advised to do it by experts, quote unquote, um, which makes it really easy to do. And then when he does it, it's not like Trump has to go and develop these vaccines himself. There's people that go out and do that for him. So I think there's kind of plausible deniability with what happens after that. Uh-huh. They well, probably could have created a okay thing to put in your body well, or put out preventatives. Well, think about this. In 2010, on the television show Conspiracy Theory with Jesse Ventura. Yes. Um, I forget her name. I know Ben Stewart would have her name. He knows her very well. She came out and said, the globalists are planning a global pandemic, a bio-warfare campaign against human beings, of which they're going to release some type of bio-weapon, put people in a perpetual state of fear, and then once that bio-weapon is out there, they're going to vaccinate people, and that's going to be the real bio-weapon. 
and people were like, Ace Ventura, his show is really far out there. Holy smokes, conspiracy theorist, crazy. This is never going to happen. Well, that's the thing, is many of us, if you, looked at the, if you looked at the Rockefeller plan that came out in 2010, the same thing. We knew that this is what they were going to do. So the question I have <clears throat> is why did Trump sign that executive order? Why did he initiate Operation Warp mm. Speed? Why wasn't he more verbal about vaccines? And why isn't he still to this day coming out against vaccines? We, we have yeah. everybody, everybody. Dr. Peter McCullough has lost. Yeah, Jesse Ventura, not Ace Ventura. Um, did I say Ace Ventura? Yeah, you did. Um, Dr. Peter McCullough, <laughs> the most published cardiologist in the world, peer-reviewed yeah. published cardiologist, has lost his medical license. Okay? Yeah. Right yeah. now... We had Dr. Robert Malone, Peter McCullough, plus massive others. You, you had the global world expert on myocarditis, a cardiologist, yeah. global expert on myocarditis, testify today with Senator Ron Johnson at that hearing. Right. And this guy's like, this isn't good. This is bad. This is really, really bad. And he's like, just one dose of this vaccine, really, really bad. Okay? And... and we, we still have people like Trump that, that aren't, hey, guys, this is really bad. Oh, shit, I think I messed up. And, mm -hmm. and I don't know why. But I don't think it has anything to do with optics. I, I think it maybe has something to do with covering his ass at this point. But what if mm -hmm. that team realized, uh-oh, we missed this one. Well, we might want to tell people to protect your DNA. I don't know. It's just an idea. It's just a thought. But the mm -hmm. question is, is... Is Donald Trump the chess player here? Does he know all? Is he the one that is moving the pieces on the chessboard or is he just a pawn on the chessboard like everybody else who is utilized and still being utilized in various different methodologies and that there's someone else above him who's trying to save the planet, who's trying to save humanity? Just saying. Maybe. But also put it this way, let's say Trump knew a great deal about what was going to happen and began taking actions here and there to change the potential future. At a certain point, things become very unpredictable. So what if you push it to the point of that wasn't supposed to happen, but that was just the counter move that came about? Like, yeah, they had no idea that was going to happen. And it probably was, you know, not in the cards. It was just a real left uh, curveball. Or, or maybe was what was ball. developed through Operation Warp Speed was not a killer vaccine. It was an actual legitimate vaccine. Mm. Right? And that's why he plays dumb. But what happened is they changed the formula. I, I don't know. But you know what? How about this? Mm -hmm. Is that... For a year during COVID, while Operation Warp Speed was in progress, okay? For a yes. year during COVID, he called it the what? Ch China, China virus. virus. The China virus. It's from China, from Wuhan. From Wuhan, China. Yeah. Where the fuck did they source the materials and produce the vaccines? The United States. Oh, really? Didn't Are you they? sure about that? I thought so. 95% of oh, all vaccine source material manufacture the vaccines? Yeah. Or or yeah. produce the technology. No. The source the vaccine in the production. I don't know. China. 
source the vaccine and the production. The, the raw materials and production. It? Oh, okay. The raw materials for the vaccine okay, and the you. production came from China. Now, mm. I don't have to be a genius to put two and two together there. Okay? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So what the fuck is really going on? I don't know, dude. Because China goes out there and and by the way, it wasn't China who created the virus. It was China who hosted the people who created the virus, which was the United States who created the virus. The Department of Defense, EcoHealth Alliance, NIAID, Anthony Fauci, Bill Gates, the World Health Organization, Ukraine Biolabs. Those are who created the virus. Okay? Yeah. And they did it in China. And then what we're going to do is we're going to go source the raw materials and then produce the vaccine in the same place because that's going to help people. So much so that China and Russia won't even use those vaccines. Right. Something's not right. Big time. So LED said the virus has not been isolated. Um, I've talked to Dr. Richard Fleming. I've listened to Dr. Peter McCullough, Robert Malone, um, Gert Vandenbosch all talk about this. And the person who came out and, and put that stuff out there, it, it's inherently wrong. It definitely, the DNA from the virus has been isolated and identified. And this is how they patented the virus. This is how they were able to patent the spike protein. It's because they've, they've isolated it. Okay. So I wanted to put that out there so people aren't, um, plaintiff wouldn't case in Canada. I, yeah, I've heard this as well, but this, this is just the facts that the DNA is literally patented for the virus through Pfizer and Moderna. That's the isolation of it, the DNA of it, okay? Um, but when we go in and we start looking at what's happening here, what the hell is really going on? Is this one just one big world of deception? Is the only people that we can trust ourselves? Because something seems off here. Now, What's good is that there's good people in the world who are standing up and speaking up. We're seeing this right now. We had this, I, I only caught a little bit of it, of Ron Johnson, Peter Ricola sitting down and talking to these doctors, okay? Mm-hmm. And the stuff that was coming out during this session, they were showing the stuff they were pulling out of blood clots, okay? Right. The, these aren't um, undertakers. These aren't morticianists that are showing these clots, these are 30-year-plus Harvard, Yale-educated medical professionals, top of their class, the highest notoriety within the medical industry, top published cardiologists, medical doctors of their field, immunologists, virologists. Dr. Robert Malone's the one who freaking patented and created mRNA vaccine technology, okay? These okay. are the people out there showing you these clots and what they're pulling out of them and going, what the fuck is this? Hmm. And then you have CNN going, oh, they're just, it's just old blood coagulated with, with formaldehyde and they don't know what they're looking at. You're telling me that a 30-year professional in the medical industry, a, a top-level cardiologist, Harvard-educated, doesn't know what he's looking at when he pulls a blood clot out of an artery? 
So the good thing is, is we got these people on our side. The good people is, is that the truth will always prevail. Lord Acton said the truth goes through three stages. First, it is ridiculed. Second, it is violently opposed. And third, is it accepted as self-evident. Right now, we're in between one and two. Ridiculed and violently opposed. We're, We're right there. We're on that transitionary cusp. Yeah. Now, I know people are like, dude, are you questioning Donald Trump? No, I like Donald Trump. I think Donald Trump was a great president. But I'm questioning his position in this movement of what's happening, of what's happening behind the scenes. Why? Because I can. Because we all can. And we should. We should never blindly trust anybody or anything simply because of their profession or their authority or who they are, their stature. Yeah, well, because I, we I, like them. And I honestly can't I'm I'm not convinced that uh the virus has been isolated. Okay. It may have been, but I haven't seen a I haven't Dr. Seen Robert any. Malone talks on this quite extensively. Yeah, yeah maybe and, I need to revisit uh, it again. I was at, I was talking to Dr. Richard Fleming on this show. The, the recording is somewhere out there, and this question yeah. was actually brought up in the chat. Um interesting. And someone just posted the link. I don't know if this is the link that we're talking about. Oh, there's the, the Senator Ooh. Ron Johnson expert forum on COVID vaccines. Uh, but Dr. Richard well, Fleming, a quantum cardiologist. Okay. Yeah. Th- this guy is top of his class, MIT, three PhDs, incredibly genius and smart. And with viruses, it, it's about isolating not necessarily the actual virus, but the DNA from the virus. Now, you got to remember, the DNA, the RNA in the virus, is smaller than the virus. Right. And we can isolate DNA, we can isolate a virus. And that's what they've done, is they've isolated the DNA strands. This is how they know how to, this is how they produce the vaccine, because they were able to recreate the spike protein from the DNA. Okay? So, we have to understand, we're talking about biotechnology, and with biotechnology, yes, they've isolated the DNA. The DNA, imagine, is, the DNA is literally patented. I could imagine you could probably do that in your garage. I, I don't Same. know. Yeah, I okay. don't know. But e- either way is that when we say they haven't isolated the virus, I don't know. Right? Okay. Like, I, I guess I don't know. But from what I've heard and from what I do know is they've isolated the DNA. Okay. okay. They've isolated the DNA. If they didn't have the DNA, the DNA wouldn't be patented um, as well as the spike protein could have never have been developed to produce the bioweapon, right? Hmm. So we, we, have to, we have to understand that. Um, I know that during COVID, a lot of that talk was they never isolated. There's no, there's no virus. Yeah. There's nothing. There's no sickness. It's 5G poisoning. Right. There is no right. vaccine. There's no virus. It's never been isolated. Uh, there's a Canadian uh, lawsuit or something like that. And maybe during that time, oh, yeah. it wasn't. I don't know. Oh, but yeah, now it definitely it. has been. It has been isolated multiple times by multiple facilities. When they do these these testings, whether they're actually testing or not, they're actually testing for these 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 DNA um, um, reactants that come about through these testing strips. So, yeah. I, I mean, listen, I was a huh. I started out in college as a biotech major. My okay. stepmother has a PhD in MIT from in biological toxicology. My father developed molecular modeling software for pharmaceutical firms. I grew up in my teenage years utilizing various molecular modeling, modeling software 
um, from my father's various companies and just tinkering around various different viruses and bacteria and stuff like that. In 10th and 11th and 12th grade at my high school, I won the ACS uh, um, um, Student of the Year Award for New York State. It's the American Chemical Society Student of the Year Award and went to college to study biotech. Ended up going into the military. But I'm just saying... What I'm doing here is I'm being the antagonist. I'm questioning everything because that's how we need to look at this. When we understand that the battlefield is information warfare, therefore we should question everything and everybody. We should look at every theory. We should look down every alleyway. We should look at every piece of evidence and say, is this truthful or not? Why would they do these actions if... They supposedly knew all this. And and that's my big question about Trump is if he knew all this, why would he do all that? Why wouldn't, if he knew the playbook, like Q perpetuates, okay? Yeah. Then right when the bioweapon was released, the original COVID virus, why didn't he declare war? Why didn't he go out there, take control of the government? He knew that they were going to utilize the virus to steal the election, to take the power away from him. Why didn't he stop it? Okay. I have a couple potential answers, and this is what goes through my head. And I I sleep like a baby at night. (laughs) Um, Number one, I don't think it was bad intentions by Trump. I think he's a good guy with a good heart. Oh, I do too. There's two other – there's two things. Either one – if he didn't do it, the result would have been far worse. Or number two, he was just completely ignorant and just went with it. And it... But but th- this is the defining factor. What? Q said that they have the playbook. They knew what they were going to do. Okay. Why did Q never hint towards the bioweapon, biowarfare? If that was really the truth, why didn't Q hint towards the genocide from the bioweapon of the vaccine? Why wasn't Trump more alert and on guard when that all came about and was released if he knew the playbook? And I think these are good questions to ask. Maybe it was overlooked or it was a wild card. Come on, that that couldn't have been overlooked. Because we knew in the 16-year plan from the Rockefeller report that came out in 2010, that they were going to perpetuate pandemics against okay. humanity to reduce the population. We knew they mm. were going to do this. True. Okay. Okay. Multiple media outlets from entertainment and Hollywood came out with videos. Walking Dead, uh, 28 Days Later, um, uh, the one Tom Cruise, uh, uh, Zombieland or whatever it was, the Tom Cruise movie. Okay. What was mm. it? It wasn't the virus that caused the illness. It was the cure. We knew that they were weaponizing vaccines. It's interesting enough in that one Tom Cruise movie is that it was a vaccine that was basically mixed with what was in the AIDS virus, the the HIV virus. And that's exactly what COVID was done with. I'm just saying is that if they knew the playbook, why Trump play along with it? Oh, it's optics. Optics that hundreds of millions of people, potentially billions of people are going to die? 
optics that America had to go through that trauma within history for over a year, if he knew their plan, if they knew what was going to happen, then once COVID hit, they should have took control and seized control right then and there. They had the opportunity. Everything was shut down globally. We all thought it was happening. I am legend. Yeah. You know, so so is it like he's complicit? I don't think he's complicit. I think I think that uh, I think Trump's a good guy. I think he's on the side so, of the Patriots. I think he really wants to save this country. But yeah. I also think that that certain things are inevitable. Okay. Okay. I think that there's. I think that this is a highly complex global situation. I think yeah. that they were going to release it one way or another. Yeah, maybe that's what he meant by nothing can stop what's coming. And they yeah. weighed their options and really had no other choice but to go with it. The only way I could justify it in my head in a moral way that leaves Donald Trump in a good light is that the other outcome was far, far worse. And, and this is kind of where I was going with this, is that my thought is that the globalist, I mean, these are some evil, these are sociopaths. Psychopathy runs wild in their families, okay? Oh, yeah. But I think what they've done, because if you look at all of Hollywood, politics, high-level leaders worldwide, they're not getting mm. fake vaccines. Right, I think they're right. actually getting the real vaccine. You want to know why? Because they're sick and they love trauma and weirdness and death and cold. Because stuff. I what? think that they actually believe that they need to depopulate the world to save the earth. And that if they are going to take out the majority of humanity with this bioweapon, they're going to throw themselves into the lottery system. Sacrifice their own. Yeah. They, they will throw themselves in to the, to the same lottery system. Right? Which means that they would get the vaccine too and take the same amount of risk as everybody else on that planet. That, that reduces their karmic influence that might come about from it because they I don't know which ones they're getting. I don't think the high-level people are taking it. I don't think some people are taking it. But I think the majority... Dude, we're seeing Hollywood drop dead. Yeah, but they're not anybody. Well, they're sycophants of these people. Yeah, and, and but I These are people that they trusted, like and they're dropping dead. We're seeing world getting, leaders. They're not getting texts from the Pfizer CEO and from Klaus, though. They're, like, way down on the totem pole, just... They're worthless. They're disposable. I dis I disagree. I don't think that really? they're. I think that they that a lot of them know too much to the point mm. where they're not. I think and I think that everybody in that system, they're all playing Russian roulette. But do you think they really are aware of this global scheme, this global conspiracy? Oh, I, th I, th I think I think the majority of the people who are, uh, I think it's compartmentalized at a high mm. level, and yeah. I think that everybody knows a little bit. I mean, look at. Mm. Uh, Oh, man, I'm going to forget his name. Um, Cappy. Isaac Cappy. Yeah, okay. Low-level dude. B-list actor in Hollywood. He knew a sure. damn hell of a lot. And he got that from his best friend, Seth Green. Right? Yeah, but did Seth Green get vaccinated? I don't know. You know, like, well, did the Pfizer uh, that, that's what I'm not saying. get vaccinated? I, I think that some of the, these people probably are not getting vaccinated, but I think some of them are. Okay. And I don't know okay. who they that's are true. that are and who they are that aren't. But yeah, when we start statement. seeing famous people that are part of their agenda drop dead, 
there you go. But it's here's the thing loss. is, how, how many Democrats in Congress and Senate have dropped dead from the vaccine? How many Republicans? That should tell you all you need to know right there. Right? Should tell you yeah. all you need to know. But Donald Trump got vaccinated. Of course he did. Do you really think he got vaccinated? I don't know. I don't I know either. Not. I don't think he did. Because you know what? He had been anti-vax for many, many years. Barron is completely unvaccinated. This was this was the Kobe Maru test for Donald Trump. This was Trump's Kobe Oshu Maru test from Star Trek, the hardest test known oh, to man. I, I don't know what that is. So the Kobe Oshu Maru test is uh, like the final test you have to become a Starfleet uh, commander or Starfleet uh, become entering the Starfleet in Star Trek, um, and it's kind of a uh, it's a test of self sacrifice. Okay. Right? Are you willing to to die for your crew? Yeah. And, and it very well could be. I don't know. But I, I'm just, listen, and I don't want people to hate me out there and start attacking me saying I'm down talking to I'm just questioning, I'm being the antagonist here. I'm, I am simply questioning the narrative. I'm questioning everything because this is what it's about. It's about information warfare. It's about information warfare. And the question is, is we should question the information that we've been fed. Who, who's Absolutely. to say that what we know is truth? Even if you see it, dude, with with technology these days, it's yep. it's pretty wild. All right, so to think about. <clears throat> excuse me. We have uh, Elon Musk has fired James Baker, the lawyer alleged role in his censoring the Hunter Biden laptop story. Now this is quite interesting. Um, I I don't think we're getting the whole story here. Really? Well, so probably not. On Friday, the release of the Twitter files was delayed, and nobody knew why. It comes out to be that James Baker, former FBI special counsel or general counsel, who is now uh, general counsel over at Twitter, was reviewing these files, deleting the ones that he didn't want to release. He was literally deleting them and then censoring the other ones before they released it to Matt Talibi. Okay? Here's the thing. is Apparently, Elon Musk didn't know that he was involved in this. So Elon Musk is trying to get out there and get all this information out there, right? Yeah. Okay. And he allows these Twitter files to leave his hands and go into the hands of the general counsel at Twitter where he deletes certain files. And then after these files, after it comes out that James Baker's fired, he's left the company. Elon Musk escorted him out on Tuesday. Then all of a sudden you have Jack and Elon calling for the immediate release of all the remaining files unredacted. Dude, I have a theory. Oh, I got one too. Go ahead. I think that Elon is covering up for Jack because they're buddies and they had the FBI cover it up and they kind of had him in like a bad situation where uh, I think they used him to do that to have no responsibility for it and then they're going to throw him in the bus throw him under the bus anyway and so now when they release everything Jack's going to be innocent at the end of the day how about this hmm. there's multiple heads to the Hydra we are witnessing a war of the roses 
There's okay. various factions of this global order that are all battling for control of the planet. At the end of the day, they sit at the same table, they drink the same tea, and they eat the same food. And that Elon knew damn well that James Baker had those emails and was deleting certain emails for a reason to cover the ass of the people that they didn't want to put in harm's way. I think so, dude. Like, come on. You're telling me that this sensitive situation that Elon bought, a crime scene, he's not going to be there and watch every single thing that's happening and something so important. That's probably the most important thing between all of his companies at that moment. You don't think he would spend time on that? Oh, no, I'm such a billion. I'm a rich guy. I got a lot of things to do. I got to go, you know, charge some batteries for my electric cars. I don't know. Who is Elon Musk? Let's think about his three companies. Tesla. Neuralink, SpaceX. And the Boring Company. Okay, the Boring Company. Let's talk about Tesla first. How did Tesla get its start? I don't know. Did you know that Elon Musk was on the verge of bankruptcy when he started Tesla? Mm -hmm. He wasn't the wealthiest man in the world. He was on the verge of bankruptcy. Do you know where he got his billions of dollars of investment capital from? I don't recall. Barack Obama and the federal government. Taxpayer dollars. Mm -hmm. Okay. SpaceX, the number two largest defense contractor in the world. Number two, huh? Number two. They have, they have what? The the satellites, right? Yeah. Uh, Forget what it's called. Isn't that funny that we both just forgot? I just want. But interesting enough, these satellites are not only commercial satellites, but they're also what? DOD. Do you remember? Do you remember when mm-hmm. they were there? Uh, Russia was calling for Elon Musk to basically stop flying Starlink satellites over Ukraine. Yeah. You know why? Because they're DOD satellites. Starlink mm-hmm. is piggy. So I we, I was on a show with Jason Burmis today, and he he said some things. I was like, yeah, you're you're kind of right, and. Okay. Uh, Starlink is, is piggybacked. Uh, he's just another podcaster, okay. but uh, it's piggybacked on another DARPA project known as Blackjack. So, if you remember mm-hmm. Ronald Reagan's SDI satellite defense or uh, space defense initiative, Star Wars weaponry. Okay. Okay, that's Blackjack, which is piggybacked directly off of its infrastructure system, which is Starlink. Hmm. I did not know that. And the so- defense contractor who owns and runs that is Elon Musk. So. Is, is Boeing the number one defense contractor then? Uh, Raytheon or Boeing. Okay. Something. So Elon um, Musk owns that. So that's SpaceX. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And and that, did he get government funding for that one? Well, oh, yeah, oh, I guess he gets yeah, DOD massive. money and contracts yeah. and all that. Billions yeah, yeah, of yeah. dollars. Now yeah. going to Neuralink. I don't know where the funding came from on that. Probably is think about probably it. just the profits from everything else. Let's just says, let's just know. think about the technology. Okay. Okay. Brain computer interface. Brain computer interface, a, a technology that literally goes under the skull. Okay. Into yeah. your fucking brain. Can control mm-hmm. hormonal functionality. Can control metabolism. 
it, it reads your thoughts so we can assume that it can inject thoughts. It produces a computer interface. Yeah, he, he owns OpenAI. He talks about the dangers of AI, but he has no problem using it. Where do you think all this information that you're projecting and bringing in from, we can call the feed. If there's an Amazon show out there called the feed, if you don't know what I'm talking about, check it out. That's Neuralink. Mm -hmm. The feed. Where do you think all that information is going to be brought about through? Neural, or Starlink. Who owns Starlink? The DOD. So here's yeah, the thing. Mm -hmm. It's one big facade. Remember yesterday I was talking about the hundreds of millions of dollars that the Patriots gave these other high-level lawyer Patriots and, and campaigns to fight election fraud from 2020. And we asked, where's that yeah. money? <laughs> yeah. It's one big facade. Yeah, it's just a little shuffling of management, if you will. If you look at the whole global thing as a company. Listen, the majority of these people only care for themselves. Who doesn't? They, 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 will, they will take your 20, 30, 40 million dollars that they raised to go fight the 2020 election. And you'll never hear from you. They'll just kind of fade away into the backdrop. Do occasional podcasts here and tell you about how we need to keep on fighting. We need to rise up and protest. You know, Joe Biden was just in Arizona, right? Joe Biden was literally just in Arizona and, and Carrie Lake comes out and is like, how dare you come to our state? And, and, and right after they stole this election, you want to know what I said to on Twitter? Yeah, what did you say? You fucking knew he was coming. Why wouldn't you go out there and organize 100 to 200,000 of your followers to go and protest at that point exactly where he was going to speak? Yeah. Why aren't we out protesting Arizona? Why aren't we protesting Georgia, Michigan, New York? Where are these people that have the millions of people that are following them? Why aren't they rallying up the troops? Why aren't they getting out there peacefully protesting? Joe Biden comes literally to your state right after they stole the election right in front of your face. And you're just going to go to Twitter and say, how dare they steal the election? How do you show up? Get 100,000 people out there. Send a fucking message. Yeah, that's, that's a, a right. Point. James Madison, Federalist 46. I haven't said this in a long time, but he had it spot on. He said, if tyranny and oppression ever come back to this country, you have three methodologies to curb it before it begins to take hold. Disquietude of the people. That's getting up on your soapbox and yelling and screaming to the world for everybody here. Going out there and protesting, using your voice to protest, standing up, rising up and saying, no more, this is not going to happen. And not only that, is they believe that protest also meant, like, I'm going to go to the House of Congress, I'm sitting down in your chair, and I'm not fucking moving until you do what I tell you to do, because I own this building. That's what they believe protest was. That's different from today, where you have to stay between the yellow tape lines, you can't say cuss or swear words, okay? Or hate speech. Yeah. Or hate yeah. speech. And then the third one was the Tenth Amendment. The power of the states, outspoken governors and state legislation to counteract this. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing, is all we're getting is disquietude. All we're getting is people standing up going, oh my God, I'm so outraged. How did this ever happen? How did it happen? Yeah. You, you know what? I, I like Carrie Lake. I've met Carrie Lake. I like Carrie Lake. Okay? But here's the thing. You're a fucking idiot if you believe that they were not going to steal this election from you. 
They Project Veritas, two weeks before the election, came out and showed Katie Hobbs' sister literally spilling her guts to Project Veritas of how they set up um, Carrie Lake. How, how they helped her win the primary, funded her campaigns and other patriot campaigns and ran disinformation programs against them, infiltrated their campaigns because they knew that they could beat them in the general election. Yeah. You know, one thing I saw somebody say, dang it, who was it? Um, oh, it was that uh, Rhino Vernon Jones. He came out and tweeted just within the last 24 hours that Republicans need to cheat better. What are your thoughts on, on that? Perspective? He's right. You think so, huh? He's right. Listen. The left plays to win. The right just plays. Yeah, but if we cheated, I, I mean, I don't want to be involved with that. I would honestly, I would step aside and no, at that point, doesn't, listen, it become, listen. doesn't it become a tyranny in itself that way too? Right, but I mean, here's nothing's the thing. really won in the end that way. The do you know why? Back to the people. Do you know why Carrie what? Carrie Lake's sister said that? That they only right. wanted, no, not Carrie, Katie Hobbs' sister said that they wanted to run against Carrie Lake and not a establishment GOP candidate. Yeah, why? Because against an establishment GOP candidate, they would lose. And the reason they would lose is because they couldn't cheat. Because the establishment GOP runs the same operation. Both sides do cheat. Yes, I guess they do. The, yeah, but the American First candidates don't. Now, both here's sides the thing. cheat that are a part of the. I don't think we need to cheat. I think what we need to do is we need to take the power back of voting. We do. Yeah. I know. And we don't need to say please. We need to fucking demand it. We're at that point. And so, look, yeah. look, I'm talking about a whole wide range of ideas because we're on the information battlefield. And the reason we have to talk about this range of ideas is because we have to refresh our perspective from time to time. We have to go back and reanalyze everything in this world that's happening. I might piss some people off tonight, and that's okay because that's what I'm trying to – I'm trying to be – I'm being the devil's advocate here, okay? I'm trying yeah, to make you think – I'm, I'm shooting ideas around. Right. I'm trying to make people go back and say, why did he do that? Why, why did Sidney Powell and Lynn Wood take all that money? And all of a sudden, we never saw any cases. But Lloyd Brunson and Raylan Brunson, who had no money, get all the way to the Supreme Court. I want people to logically think about that. And hate me if you want. That's fine. Okay? They always come back. Like, I got called a grifter. A grifter. I love hey. that one. I love that. Fuck. <laughs> Who the <laughs> fuck are you talking? I yeah. You love one oh seven. No, I don't. I think he's a nice guy. I disagree with him on almost everything. Almost Some stuff. Uh, literally yeah. almost everything. You, yeah. You're a grifter because you're on Patel Patriots channel. <laughs> no, I'm not. What what people don't deserve a different perspective? <laughs> people don't deserve to yeah. hear different information and, and evidence. Supporting various different theories? I, I think that's a good thing. I think that's a level of collaboration we need. Absolutely, dude. But we like, shouldn't have false bullshit. You know, Vince, I got a uh, 
I got a source in the intelligence community who's been feeding me information, mm-hmm. and they're telling me that uh, Donald Trump is going to be inaugurated on March 25th as the hey. the the 19th president of the United States. Do they really say the March 25th thing? That's my birthday. Well, it was March 18th or something like that. Okay. <laughs> but you remember all this? Ulysses S. Grant was actually yeah. the last president, and Donald Trump uh-huh. going to be the, the next president. He's going to be inaugurated. The 17th, but really yeah. it would have been the 19th. Yeah. yeah. Like, like it never happened, people. Well, it doesn't mean he was wrong. Yeah, it does mean that they were wrong. It means that they were fucking dead wrong. Yeah. Okay? And and everybody who can keep, continues to move the goalpost and then changes the narrative, shifts the narrative, well, things changed and my intel changed. And no, your intel shit. If these are your intelligence sources, you need to fucking go back and fire them because they're horrible. At the same time, that everybody's moving the goalpost and everybody's controlling the narrative and flow this way, okay? Mm-hmm. We're, we're trying to just put it all together and, oh, you're a fucking grifter because you're trying fuck you. Definitely not. I haven't mentioned one ad. I haven't mentioned one sponsor or affiliate this whole fucking episode. <laughs> like, come on, dude. Right? We, we would be running ads every three minutes. Like Glenn Beck, okay? So, anyways. <laughs> which, which I like Glenn Beck. Good on him. He deserves he deserves a successful company. Yep. I want, I want to check this video out real quick if people have not seen this. This is a young lady in Ecuador working out at the gym. And watch the woman in purple right there. She does the squat, stands up, and vaccine. Dead on the spot. Oh, my gosh. We yeah, just had like the a... uh, NBA, produ- uh, NBA announcer had the same thing happen. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It seems like a little bit of physical activity a lot of times leads to this, huh? Mm-hmm. Um, this is a... Hold on. This is an Australian politician, okay, that is is testifying here. I wanna I wanna show this because this is scorched earth. Oh shit! <laughs> I'm sorry, everybody. What? I was watching the video. There's no sound. Sorry, guys. Here we go. You just got a minute. Of Let's a pretend guy talking. nothing happened there. Almost 140,000 jab injuries, more than all the injuries reported from vaccines since 1971. More than all the injuries put together. You've got an injury rate that's three times higher, and yet the TGA don't want to look at the signal. They're ticking uh, these boxes because they believe that the vaccine caused the injury that they are reporting. And yet the uh, TGA want to pretend that there's nothing to see here. And why wouldn't they? Because Professor Skerritt is head of an organisation that is funded by Big Pharma. That is funded by Big Pharma. Now, if you want to talk about a conflict of interest, that's it. There was not one skerrick of evidence that showed that that vaccine was effective. But did anyone in this chamber right here, right now, actually read that report? I bet you not. But you all went out there and said it was safe and effective where you didn't have a clue what you were talking about. And shame on you. Because the law in this country, the law in this country, in the Australian Immunisation Register, says you cannot be coerced into taking a vaccine, number one, and number two is that you need to be properly informed about what is in the vaccine. Despite the fact that the concentration of the lipids that are cationic, that are cationic, were doubled in the ovaries from day one to day two. You know what they did? They stopped the trial. They stopped the trial and they went and told everyone that it just stays at the site of injection. Well, that was a blatant lie. 
If you want to talk about misinformation, go and check out page 44 of the Pfizer non-clinical trial report. And then, of course, we've got the vaccine injury scheme, which is just a joke. And today and last night and day after day for the last 15 months, I get contacted by people who have had their lives destroyed by this vaccine, a vaccine that the government said was safe and effective. And if that isn't bad enough, that they, these people, and I'm looking at you people in this chamber here today, didn't read the documents, that took over someone else's body because it suited your narrative, your command and control narrative, you showed no humanity. How dare Senator you Rennick. come into this chamber Senator and Rennick, start Senator mocking Rennick. the vaccine injured? Let's and, and he's absolutely 100% right on this. And it's, I'm glad that we're finally starting to see politicians wake up globally about what is actually happening. That's the beauty of this. It's huge. It, it is huge. But, you know, a little too late. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. This would have been good uh, two years ago or ten years ago. Well, here's the thing is we were saying this two years ago. We yeah, were yelling and yeah. screaming this two years ago. Yeah. We, we saw it for what it was originally at the beginning. And it's a shame that nobody else would listen to us. But I'm glad that the majority of people here, you know, they didn't go out and get this. They weren't forced and coerced into it. That They worked around it. They stood by their convictions. So... Do we think so? Everybody was saying that I never said I, th I never talked about the the next pandemic last night. I thought I did, didn't I? I, I said that the next <laughs> pandemic is going to be the pandemic of unknown death. You did say that. <laughs> I did. Yeah, I saw the comment. That, was on that the it's going show. to be all of a sudden people are going to start dropping a dead around the world in groups and troves. And they're going to be like, what is going on? People are dying all over the place. We can't isolate what's causing it. And it's going to be vaccinated and unvaccinated people being targeted directly with 5G um, directed energy weaponry that are have the nanolipid particles within their system from either shedding or direct vaccination. Yeah, or another, like, um, what about all the other nanotechnology out there that could get in our bodies? It could be airborne, aerosols. It could be anything. They could yeah. drop it from a plane. Mm -hmm. So <sighs> the president of Peru tried to suspend the Constitution, suspend the Congress, and uh, basically was taken out for a coup attempt. Now, I don't know if this guy's a patriot or not a patriot, what he was trying to do, but I find it kind of interesting. Uh, Imran Khan, the former prime minister of... Uh, of Pakistan, he came out and notified the General Assembly that they're going to be disband, uh, disassembling the General, Asse General Assembly. Did you see this? Yeah. I got it here somewhere. Um, I had it here. Man, I had a lot of stories open. Yeah, man. Uh, What's right going on? Imran Khan to dissolve assemblies within the next days. Qureshi. Remember this guy had two assassination attempts on his life. He's a avid Trump supporter, loves Donald Trump, um, in support of all that. They tried to take him out. Now he's back in control of Pakistan, and he's, di he's dissolving the assembly. So we have Peru, who tried it. 
We have Imran Khan, who's doing it. Bolsonaro and the Brazilian military are fighting guerrillas. Venezuela has basically shipped in massive communist guerrillas into the highlands in Brazil that are coming down, and they're fighting with the Brazilian military. These are Lulu supporters. And the Brazilian military is basically getting ready to make a move on the Supreme Court in Brazil. The Brazilian Supreme Court has already came out, and it was quite interesting that one of the 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 judges in the Brazilian uh, Supreme Court said, we understand what the military is trying to say, but we don't care, and we know that they're going to make some move, so I guess we are at the calm before the storm. They said calm before the storm? Yeah. Oh, my and, God. And look, isn't it interesting that exactly what we all wanted to happen in 2020 in the United States of America is actually happening in Brazil? I don't think that's a coincidence. I don't think that's a coincidence either. And what's also interesting is that Bolsonaro is moving to take control. And so it seems, I I said that Lulu will probably be dead within the next week or few weeks. That's my projection. Um, There's, I mean, there's, listen, we know about the supply chain crisis. We know about the food crisis. We know about the energy crisis. We know that the next part of this is going to be targeting water. Listen, guys, I, I want you to be safe. I want you to be prepared. This is, I guess, my grifter moment of, of the show. Um, if you have those IRAs, you want to create an IRA, start an IRA, get gold and silver. Silver is already up, I think, oh, like 2 or 3% right now. Um, in 2023, this is going to skyrocket in price as well as get it your 401ks rolled over, 401k loan in the gold and silver, whatever you need to do, extra cash, I don't care. Give Dr. Kirk Elliott a call, 720-605-3900, and leave them a message. Let them know that I sent you or visit getgoldtoday.com. As well, if you want to get prepared for what's coming my Patriot Supply, redpills.tv slash Patriot is the way to give us credit. There's no promo code or anything like that. They have water. Things. Yeah, they have water, uh, pure, uh, Alexa Pure water purification system, redpills.tv slash Patriot. And if you're looking for those Christmas gifts, my uh, my pillow, you can go check them out. My pillow has uh, that promo code RPP, just mypillow.com, and then use that promo code RPP. Um, what else we got here? I want to go to the Battle of the Streams and talk about a little bit what we got there, and then I'll give you guys my ending comments here. Shannon1313 donated three ice cream. Thank you so much, Shannon. Enlightened Science, two ice cream. Thank you so much, Enlightened Science. Ghost Politics donated one lemon. Thank you so much, Ghost. Truth Seeker now just followed. Welcome, Truth Seeker. Glad to have you aboard the RPP family here. RPG3573 donated two ice cream. LAD, two ice cream. Thank you so much, RPG and LAD. Gump, 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 gump. Cappy didn't seen himself you're absolutely right gump one dollar on rumple thank you so much gump rmuafc2 gifted a cookie thank you gentlemen for everything you do thank you so much rmuafc2 gump another dollar on rumble brian company is an example of a republican that was selected you're absolutely right gump and that's exactly what would happen in arizona me brenda donated one ninja guinea thank you so much me brenda and shannon 13 seven lemons thank you so much shannon for that thank you guys all and my final thoughts on this matter that look we have to question the narrative we have to question the mainstream narrative and the alternative narrative we should never just blindly accept everything we should go back and look at what has transpired and what we knew at those times and what we know now and look at everything and analyze the data because look there's a good possibility we're all being duped on all fronts that the only truth is, is us 
And I love it when I have somebody reach out to me or even to everybody on the social red pill, mm-hmm. socialredpill.com, and they say, hey, did you guys see this? What do you think? Because two years ago when we were all figuring all this out, that's all we did was, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? Oh, that's bullshit. Oh, that's credible. Put it in the credible pile. Collaborate. Ask yeah. questions. It's so important, dude. And thank you for... It's not that I believe that stuff, by the way. It's not that I believe that stuff or I stand behind that. I'm saying that we just have to question everything. And we need to be on top of questioning everything. We should always go back and reanalyze everything we know. There's certain things that piss me off. There's certain things that don't make sense. And we need answers to these things, right? And as well as that is it brings validity or discounts various other theories, And we have to keep that in our mind moving forth because at the end of the day, the only people that we can rely on are each other. And that's the truth. But hey, guys, much love, respect. God bless you guys. I hope you guys all have a fantastic day. We will see you tomorrow on another episode of the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose. I will not be here. Vince will be hosting in for me the next few days. I am traveling to Florida. I got my kids' choir concert tomorrow. Um, But you guys can catch me on the Dark Delight Show tomorrow, as well as I'll be filling in for Scott McKay on Patriot Street Fighter. Not that I, I, you know... You guys know how I am like that. Listen, I'm going to be in a new audience and I'm going to be able to the, the guide them through another perspective. That's all this is, okay? But much love, Fantastic. respect. God bless you guys. Take care. Have a good night. See you again.